Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. In today's episode, I want to tackle the topic of saying no. And yes, it is an art form. And yes, I am a major work in progress. However, I have learned firsthand the value of saying no in appropriate situations and how that can move a project as well as the trajectory of my firm forward. And this I want to share with each of you to build your own confidence in not only evaluating when it is appropriate to say no, but how to do it in a professional and appropriate way. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. As you just heard, we are going to talk about the art of saying no, and it is a difficult topic to discuss, and which is why I want to go through this carefully and give examples as to when it is appropriate to say no, and then how you best do it to convey the message you want and to move something forward, whether that is your project, whether that is your team, whether that is your firm. It all applies. And like I mentioned, I am a work in progress. I have far and away improved over the years, but I do remember and I still stumble with when to say no and then how to pull it off successfully. So for homeowners and designers alike, this situation may come up in your project from a vendor or a contractor. Let's say your electrician is laying out the ceiling lights in your kitchen and you wanted them lined up, which makes sense. And for whatever reason that he is explaining, they won't work. Maybe there's a vent in the way. Maybe there's ductwork in the way. Maybe there's a pipe that nobody could see. A variety of reasons could come up as to why it no longer works. And perhaps his suggestion is leave out that one light because everything else lines up. But in your gut, whether you're a designer in charge of the project or a homeowner living with the project, your gut says, no, that's going to look weird. I have seen way too many times where a homeowner especially will basically give in and say, oh, okay, if if you know best, because it's a situation where a, quote, professional is giving advice. But here's the thing. Your gut is not wrong. Is that the only solution? So saying no isn't necessarily no way, no how. It's no, I don't accept that answer. Let's look at this in another way. Would Four inches to the left or four inches to the right make a difference. If it's a pipe, chances are three inches might make a huge difference. It depends on the set of circumstances. But I want you to be in the moment thinking this through, evaluating quickly. Okay, I understand there's a problem. Okay, I see he is correct and this isn't going to work. But my gut is saying there's another solution and I'm going to ask for it. 
and it may not be well received. It's possible that the electrician just simply doesn't want to take the time to work out other scenarios. Maybe he's fallen behind in the work. Maybe he's got a deadline he has to meet and it's getting to be critical to keep moving forward. And this may delay the project a day or two. And in the big picture, a day or two doesn't matter. But in a tight schedule, a day or two does matter. But there are ways of handling it. Hey, let's look at it another way. I really want that light there. You don't even have to give a reason, but a reason is always nice. I plan on baking my cookies there and I need the extra light or whatever the case may be. And also that can soften the blow. He can say, okay, she's going to be baking here. All right, let me, yeah, she's right. Let's look at this in another way. But frankly, you don't need to soften anything. It is your project, whether you are managing it as a designer or whether you are managing it as a homeowner, you still are in charge. And this is the empowerment I want you to feel when you are in these situations. Then the other problem can be if you feel like your project is being rushed. Like I said, there are deadlines, there are projects they're trying to get onto. The way the world is right now, everything is delayed and nothing is ending as it should and therefore starting as planned. And so if you're feeling like you're being rushed, this is also an opportunity to say, no, we need to slow down. I want the quality of work that I contracted you for. And again, whether you are a designer or a homeowner, these situations come up and it is an appropriate time to evaluate if you're feeling like this is being pressured to move forward. It is okay to say, I'd like to take a beat. Let's evaluate where we are, what the urgency is, and then continue on a path that makes everyone feel comfortable. And that is, again, an appropriate way of handling anything that feels rushed or pushed forward on a project. Let's say a light fixture is delayed and the electrician, I don't know why I'm beating up on electricians, I don't mean to, but it's a good one because lighting is really delayed these days. So Let's say you're finishing up a powder room and the sconces just haven't come in yet and the electrician is annoyed. And yes, lots of people are annoyed on projects these days, but it's not an opportunity for the electrician to pressure a designer or a homeowner to purchase an alternate fixture. They may suggest that and that's okay. Suggestions are fantastic. It's always great to hear other ideas and opinions on how to move a project forward. But insisting upon it or pressuring someone to do it is when you need to say in the moment, no, I am waiting for these fixtures. I understand it's going to delay the project. I understand that you may have to come back and it's the very last thing you do. And it might be four months from now. I get it. These are unprecedented times and we are doing things that we don't normally do and hopefully won't have to do ever again. But being pressured on a project is not a feeling that I want any of you all to be experiencing. And as you know, I'm all about research and planning and scheduling. And while that has gotten very challenging these days, the more research, the more planning, and the more scheduling you do, you will avoid some of this. But unfortunately, you will not avoid all of it. None of us will get that lucky these days. So be there in that situation thinking in the moment, no, I love these sconces, I'm going to wait. And yes, I understand the ramifications of that decision 
and I'm still okay with it. Whether your electrician continues to push back or not, I want you to stand your ground and be confident in your decision and saying no to his suggestions. So then the other thing that comes up on projects is suggestions from trades, from the contractor, hell, sometimes from the designer that makes you feel uncomfortable because it clearly will add to the budget. Now, I am not saying that these people are going to be suggesting ideas in order to increase the budget, somehow getting something out of it. That's usually the stereotype. Oh, they just want more markups, things like that. I, I frankly have not been a part of situations like that. I'm, I'm sure there are bad apples in every bunch, but often these suggestions come up because something has been unearthed. You might open up a wall and see an opportunity to put in a built-in shelf that you didn't think was possible. You know, these are just typical suggestions along the way. And designers, this will also come up behind the scenes. A contractor might pull you aside and say, hey, look what I found over here. You know where we thought those pipes were and we'd have to box this out? Well, we don't have to anymore. And in fact, we can put recessed shelves in here and wouldn't that add value to this bathroom with storage? Well, yes, that would be amazing. Will that add cost? Likely. But again, it's a suggestion, not an insistence. And that's, again, where you're going to have to, in the moment, evaluate. Now, of course, you can ask, what is this going to add to the budget? And the scenario I just stated is obviously a very low impact to your cost and might, in fact, be a very valuable addition to the project. But don't feel pressured simply because someone is suggesting an add-on as the project goes along. I mean, let's be real. We are all human. And there are times on projects where I see things in the moment, I think, oh my God, this would be amazing. Now, does it mean that I intentionally held off that thought all throughout the earlier design phases? No, of course not. It just means that it came to me in that moment. And it is actually my job to make those suggestions. And so Again, it puts the power on the designer or the homeowner to evaluate in the situation, ask about the additional costs, and then choose. And that choice may be no. You may get pushback from that. Gee, I really think this is a good decision, and I think you really should evaluate it. Thank you again for your idea. I will evaluate it. Maybe you sleep on it. Maybe you talk to your partner. Maybe you still say no right in that moment. I still really appreciate it. And I am still saying no. Trust me, I have had clients say no to me countless times. But I feel it is my job to bring up these suggestions to point out areas in which things can be improved that weren't thought of in day one. Whether they move forward with it or not is truly out of my control. And I'm okay with that. Now, for designers, I want to specifically handle a topic that is really of the moment and really where the art of saying no comes into play. And that is new client inquiries. Last week, I talked about all of the delays that are happening and how to manage your firms. If you didn't hear that episode, I really recommend going back to episode 69 and taking a listen because we are inundated with new work, which is amazing. And I know designers are scrambling to take on as much as they possibly can, thinking that this heyday won't last and that they need to do this in order to survive. 
And I'd like to present a counter argument to that. Yes, this is a heyday. And honestly, I think it's a heyday because projects aren't ending. So what may have taken four or five months is now taking nine, 10 months. And yes, it spreads out your income, but it is completely screwing up your timelines. And so when you're getting these new inquiry calls, I want you to pause and evaluate what your goals are for your team and your firm. So for instance, I do both decorating and renovation management. And in my perfect world, I do 60% renovation management and 40% decorating in a given year. It just seems to be a good blend for me. So if I get three calls decorating only projects, I need to evaluate what are my current loads looking like? Do I have time to take on those decorating projects? And will that skew my balance of 60-40? If it does, I need to take a secondary look at it and say, are any of these projects so amazing, asking me to do something I really have wanted to do and haven't done in a while or never done before, or any other outlying circumstances that would make me make an exception? And if not, then the answer is no. And I can promise you, I hate to say no to work because we're in the service business. We live, we love to serve. And so saying no, I understand as a designer that I am upsetting someone. Someone has been saving up. Someone has been planning and dreaming to work with someone like me. And here I am saying no. Now, there's a variety of ways of saying no. You can say not right now, which is still a form of no. And I have done that. Um, the second half of 2021, I stopped taking on new work. I didn't say no. I said not now. I was very open and upfront and honest with everyone during their first call. And I said, I am not capable of taking on any projects now, giving you the time and dedication that I give and you will want from me on your project. I am reevaluating in January and making a list of people to communicate with come January. Would you like me to add you to that list? Now, in the meantime, I have sent them all the information about me, how I bill, how I structure my projects, so they are fully educated about me and my firm before they make that decision. Because again, that is their decision to make. It's not a reflection on me if they say no, and some did. It is a reflection on what their priorities are in that moment. So please do not take it personally, designers, if a client says, no, I won't wait. Because listen, the reality is there are other designers and, and that's okay. And frankly, I appreciated when someone said no, because that meant that their project needed to be started now. And no matter what, I didn't have the time or the bandwidth or the resources to start their project. So I would have been letting them down regardless. Now, the other piece that all designers need to evaluate is what they want for their firm in the years to come. So if you're new to renovation management, and let's say you have 90% decorating jobs and only 10% renovation management, and you want to change those percentages, then now's the time to start evaluating it. So again, if you get three more decorating calls for work, that will likely not move the needle in the direction in which you want. 
And again, I know it is hard to turn down work because I have seen the same reports as all of you that we are potentially looking at a recession. The inflation rates are up. I understand all of that. However, there is always someone who wants to be working with a designer. I have been doing this for 29 years. I have weathered many economic storms and have come out on the other end stronger and more fit of a company. And I promise you, you will as well. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have panics because I do. And I remind myself that I'm being silly because I have the panic almost every time. And that is around mm, mid-July when everything's quiet. And I think, oh my God, I have no work coming in. Well, of course I do. But yes, everyone's on vacation. It's summer. People are thinking about different things. More often than not, they're not in their homes as much. They're traveling, they're playing outside, they're just simply not working on their home and their renovations. And sure enough, every year, the first week of September, the floodgates open and all hell breaks loose with client calls and new inquiries and everything in between. So please hear me when I say I understand the angst in pushing off work or saying no to work but I want you to be laser focused on what your goals are for your firm and act accordingly. And maybe that's putting a post-it on your computer screen with a reminder so that when that new inquiry call comes in and the project sounds pretty appealing, but it's in the wrong category, it's a decorating job and you want a renovation job, that reminder alone will help you evaluate in the moment and make a tough decision, but a good business decision that will move the needle in the direction you want for you and your firm. Now, the last piece I want to talk to designers about is when contractors aren't respecting you or aren't involving you or are sidelining you. There's lots of ways to describe it, but basically it's when a contractor doesn't want your involvement or sees no value in having what they'll call a decorator involved. They think you're here for furniture and you've no business being on a job site. I have been there, I can't tell you how many times. It is super aggravating. And yet it is something that we all have to deal with. And I've mentioned this in past episodes, But this is where the art of saying no truly comes into play and where you need to have the confidence to stand strong in your opinions and pushing forward so that you are a part of this team as an equal member. Now, what does that look like? Well, maybe there are sidebar conversations between the contractor and the client that involve areas that you are actively working in, but they didn't include you. That is a problem because that is a lack of communication and things get missed. Different perspectives are not being included and ultimately the project and the client suffer because of it. So there's two ways to go about it. You approach the contractor directly and say, I understand you had a conversation with Mrs. Jones and I really wish I'd been a part of that conversation, but since I wasn't, here are my thoughts on it. Now that may or may not be well received, but It gets a point across that you should have been a part of that conversation. You need to still put your input in and you need to get the feedback from not only the contractor, but your client. And again, you may get more pushback. 
And that's when you say, I am a member of this team. The only way this project moves forward smoothly is if I am included in all conversations regarding this area of the project or whatever area you are a part of and the client. Now, if you get further pushback from the contractor, then a conversation has to be had with the client because a client has engaged your services as well as the services of the contractor. And quite frankly, they're gonna have to play mediator. It is not a comfortable situation. It's not one that I would go to first. I would always recommend going to the contractor first to try and figure a better path forward. But sometimes that doesn't work. That is a reality and you will have to go to the client. Now, again, I wouldn't necessarily go to the client and say, contractor Joe isn't including me in things. You know, this isn't a sibling rivalry situation. This is, hey, I'm going to inform you. I'm going to educate you as to why I need to be at those meetings. So the conversation could go something along the lines of, hey, Mrs. Jones, I understand you spoke with contractor Joe last week about who knows what the kitchen island. Do you remember we had this conversation about the island? I have a lot of details. I've done a lot of research. I needed to be at that meeting to weigh in on these situations so that we had a fuller understanding of all of the components, which would allow us to make the best decision moving forward. Chances are the homeowner is going to say something like, oh my God, you're right. Ooh, forgot about that didn't remember, what have you. So you can say, I've already spoken to contractor Joe. I have shared my thoughts on it. Let's set up another meeting so the three of us can go over it together and make that final decision. Chances are the client's going to go, that's a great idea. When are you free? The secondary part of that conversation needs to be, that's great. I am free on Wednesday. And Mrs. Jones, if contractor Joe wants more conversations with you in the future, please make sure that I'm dialed in. Now, again, it doesn't make you pushy. That doesn't make you upset or feel not included. It shows the client that she is missing value that she's paying for with your services and therefore why she needs you in those meetings every time. Now, you may come to a situation where the client is trying to keep her budget low, which is fine and understandable. And she thinks to herself, I can handle this meeting without my designer. Okay, that's another conversation and one that you need to be comfortable with before you okay or green light that path because you will be out of the loop on certain things and likely things will fall through the cracks. So that's the conversation you need to have. I understand, Mrs. Jones, you'd like to keep the budget in check. I will do my very best to keep my time efficient. But these meetings are important so that we don't make expensive mistakes along the way, which again would impact your budget negatively. So you need to educate the client along the way if they lose track of why you are there in the first place. It is to bring your expertise and your knowledge to bring their dream to life in the most effective and budget conscious way so that mistakes are avoided that otherwise may happen if you aren't included in conversations. So I understand how hard it is to say no. And like I said, I am not always good at it. I want people to be happy. I want people to have their dreams come to life. And I know I can help them with it. 
But as a businesswoman, I also have to keep the health of my firm going for the sake of all of my clients. So these are tied together by saying no to a prospective client is actually saying yes to the clients you have. By saying, no, I won't miss out on meetings, you are saying, yes, I will keep an eye on your budget because I will help you avoid mistakes. By saying no to a contractor suggesting you go get an alternate fixture for your bathroom, you are saying, yes, I am going to maintain the dream that I had for this room and get my vision accomplished. By saying no to contractors or a designer, When they suggest adding something to the budget during the course of the project, you are protecting your budget by making an educated choice between what they are suggesting and what was originally planned. So the art of saying no is not a negative, and I really want people to appreciate it. It is a way of protecting what your values and goals are for your project, your team, and your firm. And I promise I am still working on this. I get better each day. I see the value of saying no, which helps me evaluate when it's appropriate to say no to future situations. And I want that for you. So if this brings up more questions than answers, you know how to reach me on social media at Davinia Design or send me an email and designers. I am sending out a weekly email on Fridays specific to our industry, the crazy things that we get involved with, and how best to handle them. If you want that email, go on to my website, www.devinedesign.com, sign up for the newsletter, and make sure you check the box that you are a professional so that you're getting the right newsletter. Because I also send one to homeowners on Fridays as well, but the content is specific to the two different groups. I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.